This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings Zidi right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And we're, hey, this is a technical episode. After a few conversational episodes, uh, we are we're getting back to a little bit of (laughs) Mallory's acting like we're not going to get on on a tangent. Go ahead. (laughs) Um. Well, uh, we'll see. I can't. I can't think of one right now. But anyway, (laughs) we'll we'll get on one. Yeah. This. I think we've covered this a bit, maybe in the early days of the podcast, kind of about troubleshooting and stuff. But I wanted to break it down and isolate this this issue actually let's say about three issues so we're going to talk about it'll be interesting to see if we agree on this oh well i can't i i think we will okay. i mean i think you taught me everything i know about it so i don't know if i so got what? What, any okay. new ideas so we're going to talk about tension right well Thread hold tension. on okay we're not agreeing about how to start off the podcast okay, yes, okay. we're going to talk about sewing machine Tension, tension is what we're going to talk about. Which is thread tension. Which is thread tension. I just wanted to make sure people knew we weren't going to talk about sergers today. Okay, Our tension in our upper backs. Yeah, like Leaning over the sewing machine and not giving ourselves breaks. Not, yes. not that kind of tension. We are going to talk or about. Or the tension between you and I that makes this podcast. Amazing. Oh, I was going <laughs> to. You were going to say what... amazing. I, I, I was going to say. um Controversial. Controversial. Okay. Yes. I how I was going to frame this is that your sewing machine has three tension discs or tension areas. Okay. And I wanted to go through them like that. Uh, how were you thinking about it? Well, you know, I guess what I wanted to say is what is the one most important thing about proper tension i'll say it very first i'll say it thread with your presser foot up right and i will add thread correctly (laughs) with your presser foot up because you know all those little like loops or holes or or whatever's on your sewing machine they're called guides right okay but you know people call them eyes holes whatever i don't know sure they all must be used and they must be used in the proper direction. Right. Okay. People are like, oh, I just skipped that. You know, it's amazing. I, it's a, but that is the, the machine is designed like that. Believe have, me, they would not put it there if you didn't need it because it would have cost them money to put it there. I have seen that. I've seen people really be like, I just skip that. Right. And I'm like, well. And they'll especially skip the one in front of the needle, I've noticed. That seems to be very I common. I feel like it's the one one above or in front of the needle. Right. And then the one right at the start of the yes. threading path yeah. is the ones that will yeah. get skipped. So threading correctly yeah. involves going through all of those guides properly, um, 
per your sewing machine and per your sewing machine manual, mm-hmm. right, with the presser foot up. Now, let's give this little disclaimer because there is a machine out there. Yes. I think it's a Janome brand. I think it might be, yes. Okay, well, it's got this button. It's a button you push before you thread it. And then you don't have to raise your presser foot. But guess what? It does. It opens your tension disc. It opens disc. your tension disc. Okay. So what, <laughs> what raising your presser foot does is it opens the tension disc. Well, let's – okay. I yeah. want to back up. Okay. okay. You're getting okay. too far ahead. So, yeah, we do – we disagree. No. Oh. Okay. So the three the three places on your sewing machines. We're going to talk about those three places, and then we're going to talk about what your stitch looks like. Okay. Okay, is what I think. So what ZD's talking about, and I think the perfect place to start is – your upper thread tension. Okay, so this is the thread that eventually goes through the eye of the needle. Okay. Absolutely. And depending on your machine, you will have the ability to adjust this tension with a knob or with some buttons on your screen uh, or with like a disc instead of a knob, but like some kind of other adjusty type thingy. <laughs> You know, there's there is some way. This is the one I think that's most accessible to adjust, which is why I I bring up the. It's probably the one you should adjust first if you adjust. adjust. Here's the problem. Right. Don't go adjusting tension till you know that that it can look like your problem and it might not be. Yeah. So what? So that's the first area that we're going to talk about. So ZD was saying a really important part of getting good tension is threading correctly. So the thread guides. Now you may have a few places. So tension discs, there's a tension disc above your needle in the housing of your machine. If it's a modern machine. Yeah. if If it's a more modern machine or the tension assembly that has that disc is smack dab on the front of your machine. And it usually has a little knob that has buttons that are negative and positive. Mm-hmm. And you, they look, it looks like two little symbols. And when I sim- say symbols, like clang, clang, crash, 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 you know, in the symphony, yes. symbols. So if those symbols are on the front of your machine, cool, you can see them. Um, if they're inside your machine, you definitely have to follow your threading mm-hmm. path. Because that's how you're going to get in there. The threading path is designed so that when you follow it and your tension disc is open from raising your presser foot, the thread gets to fall in there. Okay? So those thread guides are a part of upper tension in in a myriad ways. Uh, Sometimes the thread guides do include kind of a spring on them. And this is something I learned as a younger person. When you think of a spring... A lot of times people think of something like that looks like a slinky. Okay. okay. Like a uh-huh. spiral. Yeah, a spiral. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only type of spring. spring there is. Right. So, I, you know, I, maybe I should have like looked up the definition before I, you know, look, you want to look up like the definition of spring. But I probably say the season before. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, you know. Okay. Here's a little tangent. A friend of mine posted. That her daughter asked her how you put time in soup. And it ah. took her a while to figure out that she needed to go to the herb garden rather than explain how you put time, time into in soup. soup. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, the, so spring, spring can also refer to something that like puts tension on something else like if you have a bobbin case that comes out of your machine and we'll get to this later of course uh it has a tension spring on it that's what you're putting your 
your thread through. So, yeah, okay. do you have a the definition? The proper definition after a sudden move or jump <laughs> or the season after winter okay. would be a resilient device, okay. which is really good. Yeah. Typically, a hel- heliocal metal coil. Okay. H-E-L-I-C-A-L. I don't know what that means exactly. Hey, that's got, I'm going to save that for but my New I York think Times it's that crossword coil puzzle. is the spring look right. you're talking about. Yeah. Like a he- helix. helix. He- right. Related like a, to the word it's helix. It's not a double helix. It's a helix. Six, yeah. yeah. Okay. That can be pressed or pulled, but returns to its former shape. Cool. When released. So, used chiefly to exert constant tension or absorb movement. So that's a really good yeah, definition. A good for job us. dictionary, yeah, people. Yeah. Um, so, so sometimes you may have a spring incorporated into your thread path, is what I was going to yes. say. Yes, and you yeah. don't think it's a spring. You think what? It's just this little piece of metal, and yeah. it's not that important. But it has some helial. No, <laughs> well, no. no, no it it looks, is, if it looks like it a, resists spring, right. and puts constant tension, or it or kinda absorbs, holds, or it holds the thread in place, which would be absorbing. Yes, yes. yes. So it so it holds that thread in place. Sometimes above the needle, the thread guide above the needle can look so different on so many different yes. machines, right? Sometimes it is just like a metal piece right. that is a guide, and sometimes it is a spring that you kind of pop yeah. the thread into, right? And and you know sometimes it'll even be like a little disc, like when you. Yeah. Um, in your bobbin winder, yeah. you'll have a little disc there. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's my third that's right. my third spot after the right. bobbin case, right? So your upper so when people are talking about tension on your sewing right. machine, it's a term that gets thrown around really loosely a lot of times, and we want you to have a really good understanding of it, okay? And the the other thing is you start with a spool of thread. Mm-hmm. And that spool of thread must be freely to unwind. Free to unwind. Yeah, right. there you go. Free yeah, to yeah. Unwind. free to unwind. Free, I was going to say freely unwinding, but that's not a little uh, weird. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> but but you know, how many times have we went over and just turned the spool a certain way, or put the spool pin on? You know, put it on the pin and put the um or release the, the, someone's spool where the right. thread's gotten wound around it funny. Or it's hitting in the machine. Yeah. You know, in a, in a place it shouldn't be yeah. or or whatever. Or, um, you know, your your thread, what do you, I'm talking, I can't, the guides, the guards. The thread guides. I mean, uh, no, yeah. no, the thing that holds the spool on. Spool cap. Spool cap. Thank okay. you. Sorry. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> that, that, where that went. But a spool cap is important because it allows an even feed. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't, that spool's not jumping around. If your spool's going boing, boing, boing and making noises, something needs to happen. Yeah. You need to fix that. Right. So you're going to follow all these thread guides. We say thread with your presser foot up all the time because that opens the tension disc lets the thread lay in there and then the tension disc gets to regulate the feeding of your thread. So you so if you don't thread mm-hmm. with that presser foot up. Yep. You can get a faux threading so to speak. You may think it's in there or it may sort of partially be in there. You could be lucky when you lift your presser foot after you've threaded and it accidentally falls in correctly. I ne- okay, that was a revelation to me. Okay, because the people you know, I've had people say, I've never, I've never done, done that. that. Well, you know, except I do have trouble sometimes with you know nesting on the bottom. Well yeah, it's because your thread's no, not I whatever. never understood how people 
said to me, I've never threaded with my presser mm-hmm. foot up, and sometimes they would sew just fine. Yeah. I was like, how is it even happening that it's functioning? And then you were like, they'll raise their presser foot to put their project under, and sometimes mm-hmm. that can fall into place. And, and I just think that that really explains the intermittent success and failure right. of that practice. Of people saying, and, and you'll yeah. hear people say, well, my machine, sometimes it has tension and sometimes it yeah. doesn't. Well, it's probably operator error. And, you know, if you reteach yourself, mm-hmm. a lot of times that goes away. Now, on the machine with the external tension disc, yeah. Yeah. oftentimes that will be the person that says, I never raise my presser foot. Right. And I always have good tension. But they can see their disc mm-hmm. and they can like floss, floss it. it up in there. Yep. So if they're doing that, well, yeah, it is working. Except you're taking the chance of weakening your thread. Yeah, sure. Right I there. mean, there's an easier way. Right. Now, I will say on like a long arm quilter mm-hmm. that you do floss it. You know, you floss right. it up in there because uh, I just know someone's going to email me and say, not on my machine. You know, <laughs> so. if your machine manual says something different right. than this, default Good. to that. Default to the manual. Yes. So that upper tension, I, I just that was revelatory to me when you we were teaching because I was always taught thread with your presser foot up. But then I was like, how is this even ever working for someone? I don't understand. I believe. And you talk to me about that. I think even on this machine, doesn't it? Isn't there a little guard that closes where you can't thread unless your presser foot's up? Yeah. Yeah. So So there's some of them you, like, cannot thread. Well, people still pretend like it's threaded. Or they'll pretend, yes. That's true, too. (laughs) So it's trying so hard (laughs) to remind people. See, what that guard needs to have on it is some text that says, Raise well, your what, what will what happen, though, is have. when you turn the mis- this machine on because it's computerized, right. it will say you are not threaded properly or check your upper thread. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, yeah, so there are machines where the presser foot raise, raising and lowering the presser foot is connected to a guard that, like, gets in the way of your take-up lever, which is supposed to stop you. But if you don't know why it's there, people are just like, oh, okay, uh, so a piece <laughs> of plastic there. And I would have done the same thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that someone is uh, – like dumb for not knowing that because I would have just been like cool a piece of plastic it doesn't indicate to you why it's there until someone explains it to unless you. you read the owner's well unless manual. you read the owner's manual or go to your guide if class you read the owner's manual you just never would have noticed <laughs> that the piece of plastic was there because you would have raised your presser foot so anyway yeah there it's trying so hard to do that now if you let's talk about what happens when you don't get into this tension disc so this one piece of the tension puzzle on your machine is the upper tension and when you don't get in the upper tension you get thread nesting or birds nesting or thread loops people have called it all sorts of thing on the bottom of your my machine sounds like a combine well wait i want to get to that (laughs) yeah okay because the loud noise, okay, the loud noise, I think, isn't only from the no tension disc. It's from missing the take-up lever. A lot of times that's the take-up lever. So someone yes. could have threaded with their presser foot up and missed the take-up lever. Yes. And I honestly, like, I kind of don't understand. It makes such a loud sound. I know. It's like ka-dunk, ka-dunk. And you think it's in the bobbin. Except I didn't know what a combine sound yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the ka-dunk, ka-dunk is from missing the take-up lever. 
you can be in the tension disc and not the take-up lever is what right. I want to clarify right. there. that's true. Okay, so or I just, you can be out of both or, of them. Or, or both, you know, yeah. one or the other or both. But when people have that bird's nesting underneath, a quite logical conclusion to come to, if you don't know this, is that there's a bobbin tension issue. They take out their bobbin case and they start fooling with the bobbin tension or right. they say they don't have a bobbin case and how do they fool right. with the bobbin tension? It is If the nest is on the bottom... The problem is on the top. You have unregulated top tension. So what's happened is the thread is not controlled on the top, so it's going to the bottom it's and just shoom. hanging there and hanging there, and more <laughs> it's going and more it's going, and, and it that is an accumulation of the top thread that you're seeing on the bottom because the bobbin thread has never got a chance to hold it, and then the top mechanism pull it up nice and you know, taught or now I don't think I can bring myself to do this, but what would be a really good demonstration is to put two different colors of thread in the machine. Yes. And not get through your top tension right. disc and then sew. But I can't do it. I cannot do it. Well the, the thing about not? this is you can hurt your machine. Yes. Big time. Like expensive time. If you keep doing it. Yes. And you know, well I've never done that. And you know, it's like the, you know, infamous last words. Right. Well that never happened to me and then the ne- you know, that person's in the shop, you know, asking for help to, you know, yeah, fix so their machine a week later. You get you get the bird's nest on the bottom, but it it can morph into more than just an inconvenience, right? right? You can you can mess you can mess up your bobbin. Then mechanism. you mess up your bobbin tension, or <laughs> you can get your you know your, your needle, needle bar out of time. Yeah. You can just I mean it can just go on and on, and it can be very expensive. Yes. So the top tension, you know how it manifests, what what's going to look like when it's unregulated is that bird's nesting on the bottom. Okay, and when you, but if you can honor all of your thread guides. If you can make sure there's nothing in your thread path, thread with your foot up, or however your machine opens the tension discs, however that happens, that's how you're going to get good top tension. Now, we've kind of left out of here, like, all the stuff about new needle, right needle, all that stuff. We've got needle well, right. podcasts, and that, okay? That, you know, that you is, know. A, you know, the proper threading. Yes. Right? Yes. And that means everything is... In the correct position, in the which means the needle is all, hub is all the way up, and right. you know the the right surface is facing forward. All know, that jazz, all that. Yeah. Jazz. So just make sure. So that is top tension, and that's the most complex one. And again, you're feeding off your spool yep. freely. Everything yes. out of your thread path. So that's the most complex one. Let's take a break and come back and talk to talk about the tension uh, springs and discs that are related to winding a bobbin and threading the bobbin. ZD, wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SewHere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. 
Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, and we're back. I don't think we have to make this a two-part podcast. I think we can get it all in. But then I was, my head is spinning as we go for this. So who knows? Let's try to get this one out of the way. It's, I think it's an easy peasy one. And this is the bobbin winding tension spring. So somewhere on your machine, this is another one that I think can vary wildly between machines boy it, it can be down the side of your machine yeah it can the, be the on back top. on the top it's like, they look yeah. different you are sometimes supposed to go clockwise or counterclockwise or something but just so you know before between the spool and the bobbin there should be something that is like <laughs> putting a little tension on your thread there's right. something is it doing might it. be a guide that you actually go through to thread your machine yes. when you when you sew it can be it part might of it. be an auxiliary type guide yes you know again there's this thing called owner's manual <laughs> if you don't have one you can probably find one online and you can find it for free yes so you need to there, there is something there. I promise. <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll be honest that if you, if you did kind of like get this machine and you're like just getting into sewing, that you could miss it. You could be like, I don't know what that little right. Metal if there's thing's something for. on your machine though that you like, what's this just for? always <gasps> don't know what oh it is. Oh my god, what a good podcast prompt. Yes. Oh my god. I, I, yeah. I mean, I've had people say, oh, I don't know what that's for, and I'm like, you should have been using it all along. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Well, you know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so there is something, though, on your machine that's going to put tension on the thread between the spool and the bobbin. And this is what gets you a smooth bobbin. So just like the thread nest underneath your project indicates your unregulated top tension, what does it look like when you don't get in the bobbin winding tension disc, Mom? You have big loops on top. Uh, no, 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 oh, no, wait. no. Bobbin oh, winding. Oh, you're bobbin winding. Just getting well, you, no, you always have loops. <laughs> Okay, you have loops. People call it a hairy bobbin. Right, I like right, it. right, right. But, you know, you don't, when you wind a bobbin, it should be smooth and even. It should look like a spool of thread. That's right. right? It should look like it came from a manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. It should look very even. But you, you will see tight 
places loopy or just loops. Sometimes you'll see just loops. I've seen the Harry Bobbins. People are like, what the heck happened? And I think that a lot of people actually do figure this one out because I think it's really easy to see. Oh, this is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. this is uh, not something that I should put in my machine. <laughs> this is this doesn't look like other bobbins I've seen. You know, right. the other thing that can happen, and actually I've seen this happen before, even when you're in your tension disc, is the thread can get underneath the platform. Yes, for the bobbin. I've done that. Now, yeah, that just that just happens sometimes if you. I don't know. Don't look at it right. Or <laughs> so, some machines that yeah. are mechanical, you you're going, you're winding the bobbin generally by pressing on the the power foot, right? Yeah. So you get your machine power, and that's how it works. Don't be speedy zedy. Hold back and be moderate Mallory. Okay. Oh. So <laughs> it. You really shouldn't be winding as fast as you can. No. For one reason, it will stretch the thread. Yeah, it's better to go at a moderate and consistent pace. That's right. So don't, like, slow down and speed up and slow down and speed up. So then on your um, computerized machines, you'll have a screen, and oftentimes when you engage the bobbin winder, you will get some sort of screen that says, you know, start, stop, you know, whatever. This is your bobbin winder. You know, it's usually um, not, it's it's usually like an illustration. Yeah. But it will also sometimes let you pick the speed. You really shouldn't go to the fastest speed. You really should be sort of in the middle. Yeah. In fact, I wish that the fastest speed on that was just slower. Right. They I wish should... they didn't offer it. I'm not sure why it's offered. I'm sure there's a reason. Now, if someone wants to know why would you want to wind a bobbin slower, uh, if you're winding a specialty thread, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be nice Sometimes to wind a really slower. thick thread a thick or thread. a stretchy yep. thread. Yep. You want to go really slow, and that's really nice, actually. Yeah. Uh, I like the more automatic bobbin winders because I just like the consistency mm-hmm. of the speed. It right. can be so, you know, the motor right. goes to a certain level and it stays there. Right. Uh, so yeah, the the indicator though that you've messed this one up is a hairy bobbin. Right. Or you know, it, I have seen people get like one loop. Maybe it slipped in right. there and slipped out or or something like that. Yeah. And some of the older machines, you need to disengage uh-huh. the flywheel, which you may refer to as your hand wheel, or your flywheel. You need to disengage that so that your needle is not going up and down. As your bobbin is being wound. Right. Okay. So, again, there is something called an owner's manual. If all us sales, <laughs> oh, and you can go there. There are machines uh, where you wind the bobbin in the bobbin case. Yes. Which And they stopped making those. Yep. Uh, you know, though, I thought I heard about another one. Really? It is new. Yeah. We're not May- huge fans, I mean, maybe, maybe the, if they've developed a new one, that's okay. But what happened is it just was not a very fail thing. Yeah, you have experience with the older models mm-hmm. that did not. It really was not. It did not turn out well. Um, they, And here's the deal. You still had to stop sewing to wind your bobbin. Right. Like it, it, was, it was kind of funny that it was supposed to be so, considered a... A convenience. A, a convenience, and it really wasn't. Yeah, so what? So if you still had thread left on your bobbin, uh huh, you couldn't oh thread it. I mean, it, hey, everybody. It really wasn't convenient, okay? You, hey, everybody, no matter how tempted you might be, 
Don't wind thread over thread. You're really not supposed to overwind bobbins. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have blue thread on there. Have just a little left and then put your yellow thread on there. Yep. You will get into trouble when you get to that next color and it can mess things up. Okay. I know it might have worked out for you so far. But just buy some more bobbins. I, I was going to say, and I think we've said this in many yeah. podcasts, maybe some of them were accessories or whatever or, you know, uh, hints or whatever. But buy enough bobbins that you have a little army of bobbins. Mm-hmm. And you can just go and well, get. And, you know, I pre-wind a lot of bobbins. Like if, say I go and I'm getting ready, especially like when I'm repairing something. So I'm going to go and I repair a sheet or something like that. And Mallory's used up all the white bobbins, right? Yeah. So I will pull out two bobbins (laughs) and I will just wind them with white because I know I will come back and use that. I want to bring this up. Sometimes I just want to tell people this. I don't know if it's super important. But the the destiny that we have here, so what it does have is an independent motor for bobbin winding. So I think you can even wind a bobbin on this machine, like while you are sewing or embroidering. I think this one you can. I think you're. Um, I think you're right. So it's totally independent, right? And there's like a separate spool, right? Holder, all that jazz. So yeah, if you now, I guess I've never been efficient enough to like do that. <laughs> I think that if you no. if you were embroidering, to me it would be really well, an easy thing to do, but. The other thing is we've always had so many machines. Yeah. It didn't matter yeah. to us. But that is a selling feature if if you're ever yeah. just hearing I say, about you that. Know, you I know. say tell people that you want gift certificates to your sewing store oh. so that you can go and buy yourself all the bobbins you want. One last thing. If you have a machine <clears throat> that has a bobbin winder mechanism that's easily engaged, right. this happens on some of the Berninas. You can just accidentally hit it with your hand. So then you turn on your machine, <clears throat> and what that what that little switch does is it switches power from your needle to your bobbin winder, right. and it starts to wind right away. So you turn on your machine, it goes, and you and, can't and you can't really see it, and you can't and you don't see the bobbin. It's going so fast. It's going yeah. so fast, and it's just this little silver peg, and you don't even notice it. And you spend all weekend not sewing, and you're you, looking at your needle, you, right, right? Until like, you until moving? you can call like your sewing machine store or whatever, and then you know the person on the other line says. Look up and Look check up and, and, see, your right. and see if you have engaged your bobbin motor. And everyone will go, oh. Huh. Or I had one lady say, well, I was going to lie, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, well, if someone would actually bring in their machine at that time, I had to be real careful because yeah. I was excited to solve their problem, but they were very frustrated. I, so I couldn't like. Flip it over with a smile. Right. I had to be like, okay, this is the problem. And then I'd wait I to, always would tell them a lot of people, this happens to a lot of people. But I'd have right. to wait to see if they were like going to laugh it off right. or if they were going to still be angry. <laughs> well, the woman that said that about I was going to lie, lie love it. had went through this whole long story and she'd had her son in there and her husband in oh, there, no. you know, and then like her other son came over and she had her daughter-in-law in there. So this was like. And someone their, was an engineer, no well, doubt. Right. And it was like the dilemma of their weekend, you know. <laughs> And she calls and we're like, oh, just check. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I was going to lie. But, yep. It was yeah, engaged. you know, I don't really know if that's yep. like a design um, fail. 
you know, it's supposed right. to be but, so well, easy. Right, right. I mean, it's just, you know, the, you tend to put your hand there when you're, like, threading or whatever. Or, and, you yeah. you know, or your machine's off and right. you reach past it. And well, not, it didn't happen to everybody. Yeah, and not everybody. See, I think that's something that happens to people who, like, travel or have to move their machine right. more often than we do. Right. You know, so we aren't, like moving our machines right. a whole lot which is you know we're very fortunate to have that but i feel like it would happen often when someone was like i took it to my daughter's house you know or well and the other like thing that. i think that this woman had said to me is like you can tell it's on you can hear it buzzing you know and it's <laughs> the like... screens the, it, the lights on you know yeah it's terrible yeah well that's it's terrible that, that's your bobbin motor yeah running. yeah okay so there's that for bobbin winding tension springs that's second and then our third tension spot on the machine that i want to talk about is the bobbin case Oh, mom, does is there a machine without a bobbin case, mom? CD? No. <laughs> no, you have a if you have a bobbin, you have a bobbin case. CD's big pet peeve. So, if you don't have a bobbin, then I would assume that you have a chain stitch machine. There but you if go. you have a bobbin, you have a bobbin case. <clears throat> okay? It's you probably don't have a rotary bobbin case where the you, like you're used to that we're on like a treadle machine mm-hmm. say okay where you you know you popped out the metal thing and it had a little finger on it and you had you could hold it in your hand. What we have now, right, in the in the bobbin cases, are that, the drop-in bobbin are, cases. The drop-in bobbin cases, there is there is an. A, your hook system is in there. It's just laying horizontal yeah. versus vertical. Yeah. But it does pop out, and it can get out of position. Yeah, and, you know, it's – so the rotary hook – now there's an oscillating hook, I guess, too, that comes out. So the bobbin case that comes out of the machine, you know uh, – I have heard people say I like the stitch quality of one over the other. It actually used to be that you did get a better stitch, I believe, honestly, with with that rotary hook. Front loading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, now, in today's modern machines, I am not sure you can really tell the difference. You know, we we do have both. Right. Like the destiny here has a drop in bobbin right. and beautiful stitch, you right. know, beautiful free motion, beautiful embroidery. Well, and actually, know. the drop in bobbin was one of the things that actually enabled um, home machines to have embroidery. And it took a while to actually for them to sort of retro go back and have a um, rotary bobbin. Okay. That would do embroidery. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. yeah. Okay. So with so with the drop-in bobbin, uh-huh. you get a wider yeah. swing that, you know, so like your zigzag can be seven millimeters. Yeah. Right? And not just three and a half or four or whatever. So what the drop-in bobbin allowed was more motion, and it allowed um, – then also those big, huge decorative, decorative stitches because it allowed multi-motion. Yeah. So you have these two things. So everybody, you all have bobbin cases. Okay. But this is where I think, this is what I think happens just so often. This is just a very common experience we hear recounted in the Facebook group and when we owned a sewing store is people get that bird's nest and then they go for the bobbin tension. And so you've got now you've got like now you created another a problem. two problems right. and and uh, the first problem's not fixed and <clears throat> all that so you can adjust your bobbin tension. However, 
We rarely do that. If and if I use a thread where I need a like a, a bigger thread yeah. or a stretch thread yeah. or a decorative thread in my bobbin, I will use a different bobbin case. Yeah, so Gail commented a while back that she has an Aventura and she didn't realize like that one bobbin case was for, you know, sewing and one was for embroidery and one was for bobbin work or something like that. And so yeah, I think that some of the baby locks come with three total bobbin cases. There's one in the machine. Yes. Two more. Uh some of the Berninas will come with an extra bobbin case. Some of the other brands will come with an extra bobbin or case. Or you can purchase one. You can purchase one. And on those bobbin cases, you will find that there's a little bit of paint over the screw a lot of the times. So that the tech can tell if you've if you've been screwing with it. With if it. you've been screwing with the screw, okay? So when you're bobbin... It also, I mean, also hold, it all, it really holds the screw in place. Yeah. But... If you've been screwing with it, then we know. Then we know. Okay. And it's not that you shouldn't be. It's just that now we know. So, ZD, you were going to say earlier (laughs) when when you got it, when you got ahead of the game, if. Hey, I'm surprised I got this far in the whole conversation. Go ahead. So. Without you, like, beating me over the head. Go ahead. Just just ask people who's who's meaner and you'll get two different answers, right? Okay. So, if you are, um, if you don't have the bobbin tension I, I you know I hesitate to say it this way because why don't people have good tension on their bobbins because they didn't thread it right that's right it's just like the top right, right. So like I'm backing up um you have to go through the right and the bot the bobbin spring on the bobbins doesn't look at all like a spring that's right so that's they, why we started them out like with that definition plates, right yeah, like a plate like yeah. a like a little metal plate or mm-hmm. finger i'm what i'm doing right now with my hands that no one can see is like <laughs> kind of waving she's it in waving the air. like the queen <laughs> and i'm what i'm doing is i'm uh caressing a fake right. metal bobbin case right. in the air <laughs> okay this is what i'm doing and so if you have a bobbin case that comes out of your machine you need to get the thread in there. Right. And then as you draw the thread out, you will feel some resistance. If you have It's the, called tension. Is it called tension? Okay. We should have read the definition for tension. If too. there's no tension. And then, you know, I think in the drop in bobbin, I think it's a little harder for people to realize that they haven't done it right. Okay. True. And it's understandable. The tension disc is not visible at all. People might think they don't even have a bobbin case, so they don't even know they have a tension spring down there. But with drop-in bobbins, there's going to be some kind of thread path delineated for you, okay? And so when you have that thread path, what I do, and I'm threading a bobbin right now, is I drop the bobbin in, and there's a nice little picture here on my machine that shows me how it should be coming off. There's a directional arrow that shows you how the thread should be coming off. Oh my God, I've heard the weirdest things people say for this. They're like, it should be going over the waterfall. And I'm like, what waterfall? Which way? Which waterfall? So now we're going to talk about the P's and the 9's. Yes, I love this. I just love it. So if you have a top-loading bobbin, like I would say this is... Or a drop-in Drop-in, top-loading, what else? I don't know, you know. The one that's... You know, you can see from the top of your machine. Then it looks like a P. So there's the round bobbin, Uh and then when you pull the thread off, it takes the shape of a P. Of a P. Whereas when you go to put 
the bobbin into one of those front-loading bobbin cases, and you're, like, holding that front-loading bobbin case in your hand, and you you can see it, you know, you can see the opening, and you're going to put that in. It's going to look like a nine, okay? Um, so that's important. But on the drop-in bobbins, you drop that bobbin in there, and you have your loose thread in your left hand, let's say. Use your right index finger, whatever finger you want to use, and kind of hold the bobbin in place as you follow the thread path. And then you can pull a little bit and feel the tension. tension. And then mine has a little uh, blade. Okay. So I like to tell people if they do have that thread cutter down there in the bobbin, pull a little bit to feel the tension before you cut the thread. So what that thread path is doing is it's directing your thread into the tension disc. And, you know, something I don't think we said about the upper thread is we always say to, like, floss. Right. And that's what we're doing here. So you've got, you know, you're stabilizing the thread on both sides of whatever mechanism you're going through. Yes. And so you're flossing through tension discs, even though you can't see them on this drop-in bobbin. Now, I think... Okay, so what happens if you don't have the thread and the tension on the bobbin? What do you get? Loopy loops. On, on the top. On the top. Another thing I'd like to mention about the drop-in bobbin is that many of these machines have a thread cutter in yeah. them. Yeah. And in the bobbin mechanism, there is a little, it's like a little brush. At Earth, mm-hmm. And <laughs> we've had people remove those. So when she, hold on, I want to back up because yeah. I like said the blade to cut the thread. Right. But ZD's talking about when you're sewing right. and there's okay. a thread Okay, so this cutter. blade is okay. within the, yeah, yeah, the other blade, the blade Mallory right. was talking about is on the outside of the right. machine and right. it's on the throat plate. Yeah. The one I'm talking about is actually in the bobbin mechanism and we've had people say, well, you know, there was I this little, there. there was this little brush in there. It shouldn't have been there. Well, it should. <laughs> it actually is a guide uh-huh. for the bobbin thread right. and it's part of what allows you to, um, you know, clip the threads. Yes, yes. At the end of and sewing, and it's kind of glued finishes. on, so you yeah. can pull it off. <laughs> you, it was it, yeah, it kind of it can come off pretty you easy, can, actually. Yeah, it doesn't take yeah. too much effort, right. uh, but you should. And do we've that. actually had those wear out where people came uh-huh. in. My machine's not cutting anymore. It needs and to be it just got worn out. Yeah. They used their machine so much, and you know, you have to replace the little bristles. Yes, and so. The deal here is most of the time the machine comes from the factory. It's calibrated to use like a normal weight sewing thread in top and bob and, and bottom or bobbin. And it's calibrated to sew on two layers of fabric. Everything's cool. Okay. Everything's fine. And then I think what happens with bobbin tension a lot is either it's not threaded right or the machine gets dirty. The bobbin case gets and dirty. And dirty. Right. Everything needs to be clean. And when lint gets in that spring, mm-hmm. it can no longer exert the proper right. tension. On the bobbin cases that you can lift out of the machine, you can run like an index card along that spring, and then you can see the gunk come out, um, and that's satisfying. And then you also know that you're going to get better tension. So if that thread trash is in there, maybe it's maybe it's a uh, maybe it's glue. Well, from the it, thread, it uh, also has to do with the quality of thread you're that's using. Right. And this is where, you know, we, we talk about that in other podcasts. Some thread is basically just lint glued together. So you've got lint and glue, <laughs> and that winds up in your machine, and it's, it's probably going to cause you problems. Right. So, you, you know, you can have all sorts of stuff in there. And it's not that it's 
you know, there's going to be lint. Like, sewing makes lint, you know. Um, cut anything with your scissors or rotary cutter and it will slightly dull it. There's going to be lint in your sewing machine. So cleaning that out makes it so that stuff can't get lodged in your tension spring, okay? So then if you do go to use a specialty thread, like ZD said, it's generally um, advised that you get a different bobbin case. Because getting back to that baseline tension where your machine, you know, came from the factory can be difficult for home sewer to do. You know, I I taught myself to sew as a child and there wasn't much going on. Like you had to go to the <laughs> library, right? Um, and the one thing I learned, I went to take a class. Now, this is really funny because I went to make a class to learn to crochet a rug out oh. of fabric scraps. Okay, yeah. my cousin. And that's taught, back. My yeah, no, my cousin <laughs> told me she we needed to take this class, and I believed her. And we went together, and um, it was that heart. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That Do we heart still rug. have that? I don't. I have don't it. know, man. That that rug was around for like fifty. It was years. around for a long time. So, and this was a big quilting store, and I was not a quilter. You know, uh -huh. I I was. Garment and but they also did a lot of um, what their garments construction was is they did a lot of uh, smocking, yeah. So they did yeah. a lot of you know like children's construction, mm -hmm. and the, I heard this one lady talking to this other lady about the quality of thread. That's how I That's how learned about thread. Uh -huh. And all I did, I bought like three spools of their thread, and I, I I'm trying to think of what it was. Um, it, it might've been, I don't know. I don't think it was Guterman. I don't remember. I, I really don't remember what it was, but I remember taking it home and I laid it down, you know, like next to my sewing machine and I could visibly you could see, see the difference. The well, yeah, I think I probably was buying cheap thread. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, or the thread that matched well, and not thinking about and it. And that's or, just the thing, you know, we say, Hey, or, look. Well, and, and this was also polyester thread. Right. So I had. Like, you maybe had some... Oh, I had, like, polyester covered with cotton. Right. And all these different combos. Well, that's the thing is we're like, hey, look in your owner's manual. Well, there's, like, right. a lot going on in everyone's life. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it, you don't know what you don't know. Right. I always... Well, I, and I, I thought, that, why had you know? no one ever... I had, I had never heard about thread. Yeah. Never read about... I had never read about thread. Right. Ever. Right. And that was basically my teacher. It was other people that I would talk to or I would go to the library. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, that that's how I learned to do my thing. Well, uh, yeah. So that is those those are the areas where you have tension discs on mm -hmm. your sewing machine. And that's how, you know, you can you can adjust things. Uh, oh, you know what I wanted to say about the bobbin case is when your technician, if you have a quality technician, they have a special set of weights yeah. where they're tying the thread, tying a certain weight thread right. on they, a bobbin. And they calibrate that. And they calibrate it. They pull on the – it's a, some kind of – what do you call that? It's like a scale. Yeah. A pulley scale thingy. Yeah. <laughs> a tension scale, I, a tension I guess. scale? I didn't I, yeah, I, don't, I know, don't know. But they can really – I know. I don't know so what they're, they're – yeah. They're instructed based on the bottle of the machine to, like, wind a bobbin with such and such weight thread, put it in the bobbin case, and then let the bobbin fall or pull on the thread, mm -hmm. and it should take this much – Right. Um, pull. Full, pull, force. Tension. Uh, tension in order to make the thread move. So if you've ever put, like, your bobbin – 
thread in your bobbin case and held it by the thread and it just falls to your hand. You don't have any tension. You don't have any tension. And then if you hold it up and it doesn't fall to your hand, you may have too much tension. It might tension. be too tight. Or so, you might have lint in there. Yeah. You know, the, and here's the thing. Why do, why do you have tension or why do you not have right. tension? And it may be that you thread it improperly. Right. It may be that, you know, it just didn't get in there quite right. It may be that there is lint in there that's holding the tension spring open. 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 That's so what I... There's all kinds of stuff. That's the most common problem I think yeah. I troubleshooted at the shop. And was, usually you could take like a straight pen and get in there and you'd find a little water. I said a business card or a post-it and that works too. yeah like a, a piece of paper piece of paper uh-huh. folded in half like yep. printer paper folded in half would work right. uh, quite nicely a lot of the time just to slide it through there and so anyway if you do have to adjust your bobbin tension you always do it in very small increments very small increments you can get in so much trouble like a little quarter of a turn right one way or another note it down you know so that you know how many quarter turns you've made but yeah don't go like oh Talk about a screw you don't want to lose. Right. Oh, my gosh. It is itsy bitsy. You Well, you know, the other thing, you, you have to find your itsy bitsy screwdriver <laughs> to right. do it in the first place. Itsy bitsy. <laughs> All right. So those are the three places that have tension on your machine. Actually, this episode was a bit inspired by my friend Meg, who was just like, I just need somebody to explain this to me. You know. And a uh, lot of times I will see in the group someone saying, you know, this machine just acts up all the time and all this and I just had it worked on and they said it was perfect and, yeah, you know, they gave me back samples and they were just fine and I brought it home and sometimes you're just not threading properly. And that, that's, threading it's properly that simple. means so many things. Right. It does. And and it, it, it can be challenging to learn, especially and if you're not sewing every single day, like not everybody gets to do. That's right. You know, so it's understandable. But hope sometimes if I can learn the reason behind the right whatever, it's easier for me that's to remember. True. You know, so I hope that I hope that's um the case for other people. So ZD, you wanna wrap up this episode? So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.